This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. What does it look like to read the New Testament through the eyes of Native North American storytellers? Keep listening to find out more about the First Nations version. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. To get in the word with truth's table. Presented by Inner Varsity Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Psalm chapter 105, verses 26 through 45. He sent his servant Moses and Aaron, whom he had chosen. They executed his miraculous signs among them, and his amazing deeds in the land of Ham. He made it dark. Moses and Aaron did not disobey his orders. He turned the Egyptians' water into blood and killed their fish. Their land was overrun by frogs, which even got into the rooms of their kings. He ordered flies to come. Gnats invaded their whole territory. He sent hail along with the rain. There was lightning in their land. He destroyed their vines and fig trees and broke the trees throughout their territory. He ordered locusts to come, innumerable grasshoppers. They ate all the vegetation in their land and devoured the crops of their fields. He struck down all the firstborn in their land, the first fruits of their reproductive power. He brought his people out enriched with silver and gold. None of his tribes stumbled. Egypt was happy when they left, for they were afraid of them. He spread out a cloud for a cover and provided a fire to light up the night. They asked for food and he sent quail. He satisfied them with food from the sky. He opened up a rock and water flowed out. A river ran through dry regions. Yes, he remembered the sacred promise he made to Abraham his servant. When he led his people out, they rejoiced. His chosen ones shouted with joy. He handed the territory of nations over to them, and they took possession of what other peoples had produced, so that they might keep his commands and obey his laws. Praise the Lord. Jeremiah chapter 49, verses 34 through Jeremiah chapter 50. Jeremiah Chapter 49, beginning at verse 34. Judgment against Elam. This was the Lord's message to the prophet Jeremiah about Elam, which came early in the reign of King Zedekiah of Judah. The Lord of Heaven's army said, I will kill all the archers of Elam, who are the chief source of her military might. I will cause enemies to blow through Elam from every direction, like the winds blowing in from the four quarters of heaven. I will scatter the people of Elam to the four winds, 
There will not be any nation where the refugees of Elam will not go. I will make the people of Elam terrified of their enemies, who are seeking to kill them. I will vent my fierce anger and bring disaster upon them, says the Lord. I will send armies chasing after them until I have completely destroyed them. I will establish my sovereignty over Elam. I will destroy their king and their leaders, says the Lord. Yet in future days, I will reverse Elam's ill fortune, says the Lord. Jeremiah chapter 50, beginning at verse 1. Judgment against Babylon. The Lord spoke concerning Babylon and the land of Babylonia through the prophet Jeremiah. Announce the news among the nations. Proclaim it. Signal for people to pay attention. Declare the news. Do not hide it. Say, Babylon will be captured. Bel will be put to shame. Marduk will be dismayed. Babylon's idols will be put to shame. Her disgusting images will be dismayed. For a nation from the north will attack Babylon. It will lay her land waste. People and animals will flee out of it. No one will inhabit it. When that time comes, says the Lord, the people of Israel and Judah will return to the land together. They will come back with tears of repentance as they seek the Lord their God. They will ask the way to Zion. They will turn their faces toward it. They will come and bind themselves to the Lord in a lasting covenant that will never be forgotten. My people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds have allowed them to go astray. They have wandered around in the mountains. They have roamed from one mountain and hill to another. They have forgotten their resting place. All who encountered them devoured them. Their enemies who did this said, We are not liable for punishment, for those people have sinned against the Lord, their true pasture. They have sinned against the Lord in whom their ancestors trust. People of Judah, get out of Babylon quickly. Leave the land of Babylonia. Be the first to depart. Be like the male goats that lead the herd, for I will rouse into action and bring against Babylon a host of mighty nations from the land of the north. They will set up their battle lines against her. They will come from the north and capture her. Their arrows will be like a skilled soldier who does not return from the battle empty-handed. Babylonia will be plundered. Those who plunder it will take all they want, says the Lord. People of Babylonia, you plundered my people that made you happy and glad. You frolic about like calves in a pasture. Your joyous sounds are like the neighs of a stallion. But Babylonia will be put to great shame. The land where you were born will be disgraced. Indeed, Babylonia will become the least important of all nations. It will become a dry and barren desert. After I vent my wrath on it, Babylon will be uninhabited. It will be totally desolate. All who pass by will be filled with horror and will hiss out their scorn because of all the disasters that have happened to it. Take up your battle positions all around Babylon. All you soldiers who are armed with bows, shoot all your arrows at her. Do not hold any back, for she has sinned against the Lord. Shout the battle cry from all around the city. She will throw up her hands and surrender. Her towers will fall. Her walls will be torn down because I, the Lord, am wreaking revenge. Take out your vengeance on her. Do to her as she has done. Kill all the farmers who sow the seed in the land of Babylon. Kill all those who wield the sickle at harvest time. Let all the foreigners return to their own people. Let them hurry back to their own lands to escape destruction by that enemy army. The people of Israel are like scattered sheep that lions have chased away. First, the king of Assyria devoured them. Now, last of all, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon has gnawed their bone. So I, the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel say, I will punish the king of Babylon in his land, just as I punished the king of Assyria. But I will restore the flock of Israel to their own pasture. They will graze on Mount Carmel and the land of Bashan. They will eat until they are full on the hills of Ephraim and the land of Gilead. When that time comes, no guilt will be found in Israel. No sin will be found in Judah, for I will forgive those of them I have allowed to survive. I, the Lord, affirm it. The Lord says, attack the land of Marathaim. 
and the people who live in Pekod. Pursue, kill, and completely destroy them. Do just as I have commanded you. The noise of battle can be heard in the land of Babylonia. There is the sound of great destruction. Babylon hammered the whole world to pieces, but see how that hammer has been broken and shattered. See what an object of horror Babylon has become among the nations. I set a trap for you, Babylon. You are caught before you knew it. You fought against me, so you were found and captured. I have opened up the place where my weapons are stored. I have brought out the weapons for carrying out my wrath. For I, the sovereign Lord of heaven's armies, have worked to carry out in the land of Babylonia. Come from far away and attack Babylonia. Open up the places where she stores her grain. Pile her up in ruins. Destroy her completely. Do not leave anyone alive. Kill all her soldiers. Let them be slaughtered. They are doomed, for their day of reckoning has come. The time for them to be punished. Listen, fugitives and refugees are coming from the land of Babylon. They are coming to Zion to declare there how the Lord our God is getting revenge. Getting revenge for what they have done to his temple. Call for archers to come against Babylon. Summon against her all who draw the bow. Set up camp all around the city. Do not allow anyone to escape. Pay her back for what she has done. Do to her what she has done to others. For she has proudly defied me, the Holy One of Israel. So her young men will fall in her city squares. All her soldiers will be destroyed at that time, says the Lord. Listen, I am opposed to you, you proud city, says the Sovereign Lord of Heaven's armies. Indeed, your day of reckoning has come, the time when I will punish you. You will stumble and fall, you proud city. No one will help you get up. I will set fire to your towns. It will burn up everything that surrounds you. The Lord of Heaven's army says, The people of Israel are oppressed. So too are the people of Judah. All those who took them captive are holding them prisoner. They refuse to set them free. But the one who will rescue them is strong. His name is the Lord of Heaven's armies. He will strongly champion their cause. As a result, he will bring peace and rest to the earth, but trouble and turmoil to the people who inhabit Babylonia. Destructive forces will come against the Babylonians, says the Lord. They will come against the people who inhabit Babylonia, against her leaders and her men of wisdom. Destructive forces will come against her false prophets. They will be shown to be fools. Destructive forces will come against her soldiers. They will be filled with terror. Destructive forces will come against her horses and her chariots. Destructive forces will come against all the foreign troops within her. They will be as frightened as women. Destructive forces will come against her treasures. They will be taken away as plunder. A drought will come upon her land. Her rivers and canals will be dried up. All this will happen because her land is filled with idols. Her people act like madmen because of those idols they fear. Therefore, desert creatures and jackals will live there. Ostriches, too, will dwell in it. But no people will ever live there again. No one will dwell there for all time to come. I will destroy Babylonia just as I did Sodom and Gomorrah and the neighboring towns. No one will live there. No human being will settle in it, says the Lord. Look. An army is about to come from the north. A mighty nation and many kings are stirring into action in faraway parts of the earth. Its soldiers are armed with bows and spears. They are cruel and show no mercy. They sound like the roaring sea as they ride forth on their horses. Lined up in formation like men going into battle, they are coming against you, fair Babylon. The king of Babylon will become paralyzed with fear when he hears news of their coming. Anguish will grip him, agony like that of a woman giving birth to a baby. A lion coming up from the thick undergrowth along the Jordan scatters a sheep in the pasture land around it. So too, I will chase the Babylonians off their land. Then I will appoint over it whomever I choose. For there is no one like me. There is no one who can call me to account. There is no ruler that can stand up against me. So listen to what I, the Lord, have planned against Babylon. What I intend to do to the people who inhabit the land of Babylonia. 
Their little ones will be dragged off like sheep. I will completely destroy their land because of what they have done. The people of the earth will quake when they hear Babylon has been captured. Her cries of anguish will be heard by the other nations. New Testament reading. Acts chapter 7, verses 17 through Acts chapter 8, verses 1 through 3. Acts chapter 7, beginning at verse 17. But as the time drew near for God to fulfill the promise he had declared to Abraham, the people increased greatly in number in Egypt, until another king who did not know about Joseph ruled over Egypt. This was the one who exploited our people and was cruel to our ancestors, forcing them to abandon their infants so they would die. At that time, Moses was born, and he was beautiful to God. For three months he was brought up in his father's house, and when he had been abandoned, Pharaoh's daughter adopted him and brought him up as her own son. So Moses was trained in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was powerful in his words and deeds. But when he was about 40 years old, it entered his mind to visit his fellow countrymen, the Israelites. When he saw one of them being hurt unfairly, Moses came to his defense and avenged the person who was mistreated by striking down the Egyptian. He thought his own people would understand that God was delivering them through him but they did not understand. The next day, Moses saw two men fighting and tried to make peace between them, saying, Men, you are brothers. Why are you hurting one another? But the man who was unfairly hurting his neighbor pushed Moses aside, saying, Who made you a ruler and judge over us? You don't want to kill me the way you killed the Egyptian yesterday, do you? When the man said this, Moses fled and became a foreigner in the land of Midian, where he became the father of two sons. After 40 years had passed, an angel appeared to him in the desert of Mount Sinai, in the flame of a burning bush. When Moses saw it, he was amazed at the sight, and when he approached to investigate, there came the voice of the Lord. I am the God of your forefathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Moses began to tremble and did not dare to look more closely. But the Lord said to him, Take the sandals off your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. I have certainly seen the suffering of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their groaning, and I have come down to rescue them. Now, come, I will send you to Egypt. This same Moses they had rejected, saying, Who made you a ruler and judge? God sent as both ruler and deliverer through the hand of the angel who appeared to him in the bush. This man led them out performing wonders and miraculous signs in the land of Egypt, at the Red Sea, and in the wilderness for forty years. This is the Moses who said to the Israelites, God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your brothers. This is the man who was in the congregation in the wilderness with the angel who spoke to him at Mount Sinai and with our ancestors, and he received living oracles to give to you. Our ancestors were unwilling to obey him, but pushed him aside and turned back to Egypt in their hearts, saying to Aaron, Make us gods who will go in front of us. For this Moses who led us out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has happened to him. At that time, they made an idol in the form of a calf, brought a sacrifice to the idol, and began rejoicing in the works of their hands. But God turned away from them and gave them over to worship the host of heaven as it is written in the book of the prophets. It was not to me that you offered slain animals and sacrifices for forty years in the wilderness, was it, house of Israel? But you took along the tabernacle of Moloch and the star of the god Raphan, the images you made to worship, but I will deport you beyond Babylon. Our ancestors had the tabernacle of testimony in the wilderness, just as God, who spoke to Moses, ordered him to make it according to the design he had seen. Our ancestors received possession of it and brought it in with Joshua when they dispossessed the nations that God drove out before our ancestors until the time of David. He found favor with God and asked that he could find a dwelling place for the house of Jacob. But Solomon built a house for him. 
Yet the Most High does not live in houses made by human hands, as the prophet says. Heaven is my throne, and earth is the footstool for my feet. What kind of house will you build for me, says the Lord? Or what is my resting place? Did my hand not make all these things? You stubborn people with uncircumcised hearts and ears. You are always resisting the Holy Spirit like your ancestors did. Which of the prophets did your ancestors not persecute? They killed those who foretold long ago the coming of the righteous one, whose betrayers and murderers you have now become. You received the law by decrees given by angels, but you did not obey it. Stephen is killed. When they heard these things, they became furious and ground their teeth at him. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked intently toward heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they covered their ears, shouting out with a loud voice, and rushed at him with one intent. When they had driven him out of the city, they began to stone him, and the witnesses laid their cloaks at the feet of a young man named Saul. They continued to stone Stephen while he prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell to his knees and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he died. Acts chapter 8, verses 1 through 3. And Saul agreed completely with killing him. Saul begins to persecute the church. Now on that day, a great persecution began against the church in Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were forced to scatter throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria. Some devout men buried Stephen and made loud lamentation over him. But Saul was trying to destroy the church. Entering one house after another, he dragged off both men and women and put them in prison. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. O God, God of heaven, we thank you. Lord of heaven's armies, I praise you. Thank you, O God, for your word. Thank you, O God, for your strong arm of deliverance, your faithfulness, O God, to the people of Israel and to us who have been engrafted into the tree, the olive tree, O God. Thank you for your grace and your love toward us. God, would you help us not to be a people, a forgetful people, who forget your grace, who forget your mercy, who forget your blessings, who forget the miracles that you have worked in our lives, the mighty acts of deliverance that you have wrought in our lives individually and collectively. Oh God, as the church, far too often, far too often, what precedes idol worship and what precedes our tendency to stray or to wander from you is forgetfulness, forgetting your benefits toward us, forgetting what you have done for us, forgetting just how you showed up for us mightily, O God. Would you help us, O Lord, to always keep before us the things that you have done, the mercy that you've given us, the grace that you lavish upon us, O God, new mercies that we are given every single morning. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you, O God. Would you help us, O God, to cultivate hearts of worship, hearts of gratitude, O God, because gratitude helps us to remember not only your past acts of blessings and mercy and grace upon us, but present, right? Thank you, O God, that presently we have breath in our bodies, that presently, O God, we can come to you boldly and asking you for what we need or, or just to simply commune with you and just to be in your presence, to hear from you, O God. So would you help us, O God, by the power of the Spirit, 
Help us to have a heart of gratitude to recall and recount our blessings and learn to name them one by one so that we can see what you have done, oh God, in our lives, oh God, and what you will do for those of us that are um, still waiting on promises to be fulfilled, oh God. And I thank you, oh God. Thank you for the witness, oh God, of Stephen, who was bold in his faith and was unafraid to tell the truth to the powers that be, to speak truth to power. And that cost him his life, oh God. Would you help us, oh God, to be able to pray for our enemies, oh God. God willing, we'll never have to experience what it means to be stoned for the sake of the gospel. But I pray, oh God, that when our our back is up against the wall, something of great importance to us is on the line, oh God. I pray that we would always choose Jesus, that we would always choose to proclaim the gospel, that we would never be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, oh God, not for worldly treasure, not for temporary or monetary gain, but that we would always, always declare, willingly declare with great boldness the gospel of Jesus Christ. I pray this all in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Many First Nation tribes communicate with the cultural and linguistic thought patterns found in their original tongues. The First Nations version recounts the Creator's story, the Christian scriptures, following the tradition of Native storytellers' oral cultures. This way of speaking, with its simple yet profound beauty and rich cultural idioms, still resonates in the hearts of First Nations people. Get your copy of this rich and beautiful New Testament translation today from ivypress.com. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code THE WORD. That's promo code T H E W O R D at ivypress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Let's go slow today.